Welcome to The Revolution Solution, a podcast where Western Kentucky University students ask us life's burning questions. I'm Natalie Turner. And I'm John Alden. And I'm Malia Barnes. So let us get to work fixing your problems. And also be sure to check out our Facebook page so you can send in your questions for future episodes. It's super simple. All you have to do once you get on the page is click sign up. And from there, you can ask us whatever your little heart desires. Facebook.com slash WWHR Revolution Solution. And so uh, should we just jump right into the life question? You have one, John. Yes, and uh, here we go. It's so the housing renewal deadline is coming up, and I'm not sure if I should stay with my current roommate or try my luck at another random. My current roommate and I are very awkward around each other, and he has a few annoying quirks. However, I'm afraid if I choose to go with someone else, they could be even worse. What should I do? Well, um... I don't know about you, but I have had some bad roommates. Anyone else? I mean, I, I had a roommate who literally said that if somebody came out to her, that uh, she would be liable to kill them. And <laughs> I, I, I'm kind of sitting over here like, mm, you know, I think I'm going to keep something secret from you, my friend. But I've yeah. actually had some really good luck with the random roommate draw. Uh, and I've only had to do it twice. But uh, the first time I got this guy and uh, ended up being a really uh, – he was, he was a senior – and so once the, uh, the time came for him to switch where uh, he could get his own private room, I had to get another random roommate. So I was like, well, heck, there's no way I can have good luck twice in a row. And now the current roommate I have right now, we're like best buds, so it seems. So I like the idea of uh, this person maybe trying out for another random, especially if they think that this person is annoying and they don't really get along with them really well or don't know how to talk to them. Uh, neither of my roommates have been random, but my roommate last year – we didn't really talk to each other. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of awkward like all the time. And this year I have a new roommate and she's been like super chill about everything. I think that change is good. And I mean, if you end up hating your roommate in the end, then you could always change your room. On one hand, I would say if your roommate is not actively antagonizing you, in some ways you might have it better than other people. But if they're, if they're doing something that's like actually that offensive, Chances are the hall director is probably going to listen to you. If, yeah, of if course. You, I mean, when I when I told my hall director about my homophobic roommate, it was literally like the next day. Like <laughs> she texted somebody and then I packed up all my stuff in like an hour and didn't even tell the person I was leaving. So kind of awkward. Uh, it, was, it was maybe a little bit uncommunicated on my part, but I, it was kind of a situation that I just wanted to get out of as soon as possible. But it's not like you had to ever see that person again or, or like forcibly... <laughs> Uh, or intentionally come in contact right. with her I never, I never had to interact with her again. I did see her and, and immediately, like, turn a corner. <laughs> it's like, that's one of those things where you just really want to be like, eh, don't wanna, I don't want to see you. Yeah. Um, but that was a random roommate. Um, the next roommate I got was, I guess, slightly less random. Um, but it was one of those things where we didn't really talk, like you said, um, Aaliyah, but, but we also didn't really fight. It was just kind of like, well, we're here. And we sleep <laughs> in the same room. I trust you enough not to like kill me while I am in my most vulnerable, but you know, that's kind of a basic human decency that I apply to most people, so. And another thing that I think would be a good idea with something like this is maybe maybe you haven't really had that one-on-one conversation with them before. Maybe you've just been awkward this entire time and maybe if you actually take the time to get to know them, then maybe things will get better. I feel like that was the situation with my second roommate because I wanted to be able to enjoy my time living with them instead of just 
not wanting to be in the room ever, knowing that I have somebody to come back to and, you know, cut up with every once in a while. I think it's hard to do the whole social thing if you don't feel like you have anything in common with somebody. Mm -hmm. But if you wanted to keep it on with this roommate, you could surely find something. I mean, maybe you notice the sports team on his hoodie or something, and or, or maybe you hear the music on his headphones, which, you know, that might be a little awkward to get into. <laughs> like, hey, I was close enough to you that I can hear the music on your headphones. But, but you know, I mean, you live, the, the room itself is, uh, is pretty tight. So uh, uh, my honest advice, if I were giving my uh, most unfiltered opinion, I would say get out of campus housing. It's too expensive. <laughs> but then we're going to get into the whole HRL controversy. So. <laughs> I'm actually in favor of campus housing, so we don't need to get into the logistics of the differences because I feel like pricing isn't – were you saying it was way too expensive? It's far – it's literally more expensive to live on campus in a box that you share with somebody that you probably don't know. I guess when it comes to overall, like, volume of what mm-hmm. – yeah, that makes sense. I mean, you Like, the value of the, the building you're in and that kind of stuff. So, yeah, I understand that. I live on campus right now. I'm trying to get away. I don't like sharing bathrooms with 20 other people. Ooh, yeah. I've I had some experiences in the community bathrooms before. So the, mor- <laughs> the moral of the story is you may be able to sort it out with your one roommate. You might not be able to sort it out with every person you share the bathroom with. <laughs> <laughs> I have seen some stuff. I was an RA for a little bit, so yeah, it gets nasty. I actually had a dream last week. And at the very end of the dream, people just started vomiting. And I woke up and had to use the restroom and come to th- – and I didn't have to vomit or anything. But <laughs> seconds later, somebody walks in and starts vomiting. So I was oh, like – Oh, no. I was seeing the future at the end of my dream. Your dream was trying to warn you, dude. <laughs> I think we've worked with that question for a little bit. So we're going to take on another one about life. So – We have somebody who says, I have a problem saying no to people. Whenever someone wants to hang out or needs my help, I'm there, even when I have other things to do. It's gotten to the point that I feel people will be disappointed in me and get angry if I say no. Am I wrong for wanting time for myself? Heck no. Everybody deserves time on their own. That's my my blunt answer of that. (laughs) (laughs) I've always been kind of a people pleaser myself and so like a lot of people ask me to do things and it's really hard for me to say no sometimes but depending on the situation you kind of have to put your foot down every once in a while and just be like hey I need to focus on me my time I feel like if you sit down with somebody and explain to them hey I know I usually say yes but I have time I have things I need to do for myself I've got to you know, work on mental health or whatever you need to say, if you sit down with somebody and they are still giving you a hard time about it, then that's bad on them, not bad on you. And they're probably going to pull that whole card of, oh, but you did it last week or you said you would or, you know, whatever. But at the end of the day, that's that's a reflection of them putting their demands on you. They're leaning on you. Yeah, um, if you're their crutch and they're not giving you any sort of personal space, then you're just letting them walk all over you in a sense, and they're really not even your friend at that point. So, yeah, that was a humane way yeah. in you saying it. It seemed like that was a very yeah, good approach. Yeah, I, I didn't want to. I didn't want to come <laughs> out and say like like cut these people out of your lives. But you, <laughs> like, had the, you have the blood answer, and then you have yeah. over here. <laughs> That's not what I'm saying at all. I'm saying that you need to pay attention to the people who refuse to let you live your own life from time to time. You need to pay attention to what they're saying in, in the sense that if it keeps happening, then you might have a problem that you need to 
get that out of you. I mean, you can say, what if they do blow up in your face? Or um, what if they are trying to pull you apart, but you still can't let go of them? I mean, no one wants to say bye to a friend. No. At the end of the day. Uh, I think whenever you have those blow up times, that's when you just need to step back and cut off communication for a while. You don't really have to never see them again, unless you want to. I don't necessarily recommend that. But it's definitely all right to say, hey, I don't want to see you for a little bit. This is getting way out of hand. We'll just step back. I've been in a situation kind of similar where, like, a friend of mine would ask me for advice, and she would never take it, and so she'd end up in the same situations over and over again. And at some point, you just have to, like, look back at the entire situation and just be like, you know, I don't have time to keep saying the same things or doing the same things. So you need to take your time and figure out what you're going to do. And I'm going to figure out what I'm going to do. Yeah. Um, there are relationships where people put more in than they get out of it. Um, and if you're one of those people that has trouble saying no, then you need to you need to be on like hyper alert as far as all your friendships go, because you may find out that when you ask people to put in work for you, they might not be as willing. So, But to answer the basic question, you should not be ashamed of needing time for yourself, and you shouldn't have to have a mental breakdown just to get some free time. Nope, not at all. Mm-hmm. Should we move on to a romantic question? or? I say it's time to. We have the <laughs> first one over here. Um, I have, I have a question. This isn't from a person in a relationship, but they it, it is about a relationship, so I think it, I think it counts. Um, it reads, I have a close friend who's been dating the same guy for years. Sometimes she seems happy, but every few months they inevitably break up and get back together. My friend has <laughs> ended friendships to stay with this guy because most people who are close to her hate her boyfriend and believe he's emotionally manipulative and probably cheating on her. I'm one of the last friends who hasn't taken a hard stance on her relationship. Should I let it go unless it gets worse? It's a lot of mm-hmm. baggage that this relationship <laughs> seems to have, yeah. first of all. And props to you for staying with them as well. Or, like, staying with the friend. as right. well. Not not the relationship staying together. That doesn't sound very healthy. But being able to stick by them, that's definitely a start. I think everyone's had someone in their life like this, too. Uh, be it, like, a bad boyfriend or a bad girlfriend and... Somebody that they care about just won't stay away from them. Um, sometimes abuse doesn't involve, like, hitting. You know, it, it doesn't have to be physical or, or even sexual. But it's the mindset that people get in when they're in a nasty relationship. So I feel like if you haven't said your piece to your friend, you need to have that conversation and say, I'm worried about you. And... At the end of the day, it's her decision whether she wants to stay in that nasty environment or not. And it's really hard to see somebody go down that path and possibly end up in a place that's going to affect the rest of their lives, you know. But if you come at them not from a place of, like, I hate this guy, he's ruining you. If you just calmly say your concerns and they do not act upon them, then you have done what you can, and it is in their hands now. And you may be able to speak to them on more of a personal level, too, since you are pretty much the only person they have left to talk about that kind of stuff with. So maybe if you're able to pull on the heartstrings a little bit, you might be able to get something out of them that you weren't able to get before. So, Yeah, I think if they've cut off relationships with a lot of other people because of this relationship that they're in, um, like you were saying earlier, John, it's really nice that you've stuck with them so far. 
And my mom used to tell me all the time that sometimes people have to learn for themselves and you can't really help everybody, but you can be there for her or him or whoever um, throughout the whole situation. So if it does end badly at some point, you can be there to help them through that too. I think what's really hard is if they do keep breaking up and getting back together, every time they break up, it feels like, oh man, this isn't gonna last very long, is it? And then, you know, like three days later, you're gonna see you're texting him or something. And then a week after that, they're gonna be at the movies, like nothing ever happened. And, and I think one of the reasons that happens is especially for young people where you may be in school or you may be uh, in the same environment all the, all the time is when you break up with a person, it feels like you're breaking up with like a lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. With like their family or whoever else you've gotten to know during that time period. That could be hard to think about. So I think that if you have a friend like this, the next time they break up, you need to do everything that you can. If, if they are, if you feel that their partner is truly destructive and toxic to them, you need to do everything that you can to get them away from like that environment. Like, if they always hang out at the skate park together, you grab her and you go to the ice cream shop <laughs> and you're going to sit there <laughs> and until they make new friends and, you know, they can have some other kind of independent lifestyle that doesn't involve this, this scumbag or, or whoever, you know, um, because sometimes the breakup is more than just like changing a Facebook status. It's like, where am I going to eat lunch now? You know, or who's going to take me to work, et cetera. So that's tough. You got to find a whole new outlet for them. And not that it's your responsibility, but if you care about somebody, that may be somebody you f- that may be something you feel compelled to do. Yeah, actually, in in high school, there was there was this girl that I was friends with who uh, was in a, an up and down relationship, very similar to that. But it wasn't somebody that they were necessarily in contact with, like physical contact with all the time, because they went to different high schools. But it was still a situation where this person would not stop talking to them. Like, you, like the other person that we have the question from, uh, breaking up over and over again, thinking they're ending things, but they're really just kind of trying to just avoid drama. Thinking like, okay, maybe maybe we can try this again in a week, and maybe we'll just be all good, and we'll, we'll be in the honeymoon phase again. Uh, and that's, I think, the danger zone for a lot of people. They don't think past the honeymoon phase, uh, or if that's what even you want to call it at that age yeah, no, level. No, I'd, def- I'd definitely call it that. <laughs> <laughs> so... Um. I mean, I, I think um, if you want to make a relationship work long-term, when you get out of that honeymoon phase, there are going to be problems. I don't care how perfect for each other you are. It's up to you, if you care about the relationship, to actually stay there and have those fights mm-hmm. and actually do something about it. You know, everything has to be a knockdown, drag-out, we're going to end this now kind of thing. Mm-mm. I mean, you're right. Like, how many people have had somebody say something like, if you don't stop seeing him, I'm not going to be friends with you. Or if you don't stop talking to her, then we're going to break up. Like, an ultimatum puts everyone on edge. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's... And so many ultimatums now, I feel like people just throw them out there just to catch their attention. Like, I know there are certain very serious situations, like if you are physically abusing somebody or if you're doing something along those lines, yeah, that ultimatum is probably real. But teenage upper 20-year-olds or lower 20-year-olds having those kind of ultimatums, I'm not going to say don't take them seriously, but don't let them offend you to the point to where uh, they're making you actually question things, unless you really are in some sort of unhealthy relationship. But I think people should stay away from the the cop-out ultimatum to catch somebody's attention. There's more... 
there's a, there's better ways to communicate with your significant other than by giving them an ultimatum. And I was I was gonna say if somebody if somebody puts you into a position where you either have to give up one important part of your life or another important part of your life, that's not that's a load of crap, to be honest. Like that sounds like the kind of emotionally manipulative behavior that you'd want to get away from. Yeah, if you're dating somebody, you're dating them and their lifestyle. You're adopting all of that. So if you don't like what they do or what they want to do, then why are you with them in the first place? So That's a tough one, but I, I think ultimately you need to have those conversations with a friend. And maybe, <clears throat> maybe nothing will come of it. Maybe they veer further and further from the, the path of, you know, emotional stability. <laughs> but... You need to say your piece so that it's not your responsibility. You feel like you've done something. Uh, shall we take some two cents questions? Yeah, or one offs, whatever we want to. What are we, we going to call this? Two cents, one offs? Uh, the peanut gallery. Yeah. Um. <laughs> These are just basic questions. Um, maybe not necessarily basic, but fun questions that maybe if you're in a little pickle and you just need a quick answer, this is what these are. Here we go. When two friends ask me to hang out with them, which one should I choose? Uh, whoever made plans with you first. I mean, first dibs. You get to hang out with me if you ask me early in the morning. <laughs> or either, unless I'm not awake, in which case I will treat all text messages as if they arrived at the exact same time. There you go. It's like seniority. <laughs> I agree. It's like whoever texted first. But if, like, everybody is friends, then we can all hang out together. Yeah, maybe make it a, a, a trio. That is the best possible answer for this, actually. <laughs> hang out together. <laughs> Compromisation. Unless you're mortal enemies or something. <laughs> Uh, how about, is work more important than school? I think it depends on what your job is. I would say uh, if it's like your career, like what you're going to school for, maybe your work is more important. Yeah, that, I think that's true. If school is not involved with work, if you're going to school for something that you're not going to work for, at the end of the day, you need to make sure you're getting your money's worth by mm-hmm. going to school. That's what I feel. So. If, if it, you know, grades first or, you know, class experience first, and then make sure you're paying rent. <laughs> <laughs> or whatever your bills might include. <laughs> Next, why is the line at Einstein's always way too long? <laughs> I think it's because you get there too late in the morning. <laughs> yeah, you've got you've to catch Einstein's at the right time. I'm actually boycotting Einstein's right now. They got rid of the pretzel bagels. Oh. That was my bread and butter there. <laughs> Darn. Well, I, I think if you want food, you got to get there and you got to fight for your right to eat it <laughs> before class. <laughs> it's like it's like it's being rationed out to the to the public. I always get there like right at 11 on Monday and Wednesday and it's perfect timing. Like there's nobody in line. By that point, Chick-fil-A's line's already out the door. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, this is kind of irrelevant, but sometimes if I go to Einstein's and there's not a line, then I get I feel kind of thrown off guard because I'm like, wait a second, I needed all that line time to contemplate what I'm going to get, and now I don't know. But I don't know. <laughs> and that's, I've had that experience. You know, should I get the Asiago? I don't know. You quit putting me on the spot. Oh, okay, polite way to turn a guy down? I don't turn males down, so I don't have an answer <laughs> to this. <laughs> uh. <laughs> or I guess I should say I don't have the opportunity because I wouldn't be doing that. I mean, I guess you could just tell them, like, hey, I'm sorry, no. Uh, well, I, I feel like sometimes when people um, people are afraid of backlash, you know, like, is he going to 
is it gonna be you know the the psychopath who's that all the horror stories talk about on tv or whatever um but i mean just don't just don't tell them to screw off right if they start getting weird or creepy i usually block them immediately yeah which could be good or bad depending on like where they are in mm-hmm. my life so like if they go to school here then that might be an issue because if i ever run into them they'll be like hey why'd you block me <laughs> yeah, that's in most of the time it's just going to be awkward but if if you actually feel like you're in danger, you know, campus has all those little blue light emergency <laughs> stations, you know, or um, just let somebody know where you're going to be, please. Follow the light. <laughs> Follow the light. Stay in the light, too. Mm. And uh, you can burn bridges on this planet. Just make sure that they're on the other side when you burn it. You know, <laughs> <laughs> We've got one more. Yeah. It's, where is the best place to study and do homework on campus? Hmm, implying I study and do homework. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I do. I, I like I like being in Helm because it's so quiet. Mm-hmm. Mass media, or Jody Richards Hall <laughs> has, has a lab, but I, I don't necessarily feel like it's, I mean, you can hear people squeaking their seats and, you know, the printer's going off, whatever. Helm Library, though, on the second floor in their lab, that is my relaxation zone. The place is almost too quiet for me, but I like the very top floor of Cravens whenever I'm cramming for last minute stuff just because, I mean, it's not it's not the same height as PFT, obviously, but it's <laughs> one of those places where you feel like everyone else is so small and you're, you're up there. So you're kind of like all alone while everybody else is down below walking to their classes or whatever it is. So in you're kind of in your own little space above the rest of the campus. In your castle. <laughs> yeah, Cravens Castle. <laughs> I like a little bit of white noise when I study, so I like going up to the third floor of DSU and just getting one of those like chairs that swivels mm-hmm. around, which can be really distracting though, because most of the time my roommate and I will just end up like playing bumper cars. Yeah, I- I've tried <laughs> studying in DSU before. It's not the most productive place for me. <laughs> it kind of it's that awkward zone. Like whenever whenever I'm trying to study or read something for an assignment. It can have noise there, but it's gonna take me. I'm gonna be really distracted for like 20 minutes. And then I'll be like, okay, I can do this, you know, with a little more color and popping around in my ears. But, but yeah, I think all of those are good places. All right. Well, I think we're going to wrap it up. That'll do it for uh, this week's show. Uh, Remember to check back next week for our next episode. And also remember to visit our our Facebook page and click sign up to submit your question. Please send us questions. We love to hear from you. Uh, And you can also hear, I think, all of us on Revolution 91.7 during normal programming. You can catch me on Friday mornings from 6 to 9 if you're an early bird like me. (laughs) Uh, I'm on Tuesdays at 8 to 10 left lane with rev after hours so you can listen to that grungy stuff you know i'm monday and friday three to four Ooh, double shifter so. <laughs> <laughs> fun times um yeah well we hope you join us again next week for our latest episode and be sure to keep sending questions even if it's something simple you know we had a question about einstein's you know we're not gonna judge we, we want to help yeah, with have everything. a little fun with it yeah. just send whatever you want you know, do you want to get a blue parrot or a red parrot? <laughs> I mean, I don't know if they make, like, blue and red parrots, but if that were a question, we would answer it for you. Blue. <laughs> or, you can, or which color to dye your parrot. Oh, <laughs> I, I, I don't think we should be dyeing parrots. <laughs> also, we would like to thank Aaliyah for joining us this afternoon. It's been wonderful having her on the show with us. For The Revolution Solution, I'm John Alden. 
I'm Natalie Turner. I'm Aaliyah Barnes. Check back every Tuesday for our latest episode. Thanks for listening. Don't fall Don't down fall. the hill. <laughs> Don't fall down the hill. <laughs> Don't let Big Red get you. Lock your door.